Let's rock and roll. So welcome to Uncivilized Unplugged, uh, the self-described number one pod live podcast in the entire universe. And we're going to start how we always do with a quick meditation. So if you find yourself in a place where you can, if you're not driving or operating heavy machinery, please close your eyes, put your feet flat on the floor, and begin just to drop into your body. Most of us spend so much of our lives disconnected from our bodies. This is a really great opportunity just to go inward and do a little bit of exploration. So you don't have to change your breathing. You don't have to breathe any deeper or slower or more spiritually. Just breathe. Begin to put your attention on the space between the in-breath and the out-breath and the space between the out-breath and the in-breath. And see if there's anything there. We're gonna talk about curiosity tonight. We're gonna to talk about breathing. And if you would, place a hand on your lower stomach, just below your belly button. And see if you can sense the tiniest flicker of a flame. See if you can feel the unbelievable power and strength that you have as a human. And see if you can feel the source of all of that living in this place, in this area. If you can't feel it, imagine it. Sense the quality of this space, the flavor, the taste, the touch. If there's sound, if there's vibration, if it's familiar to you, if it's foreign to you, this is power. And now take your other hand and place it on your heart. And notice the difference of sensation between the two areas. Is one softer, is one harder? Is one more vibrant? You're more comfortable touching one. This is the place from which we love. How does it feel for you to have access to both of these areas at the same time? Another theme that's going to come up in tonight's talk is the idea of a yes and as opposed to either or. Can you feel the relationship between your heart and your gut? Between power and love, between masculine and feminine, 
strength and softness. And can you feel how these two areas want to work in conjunction with each other, in relationship with each other, in collaboration with each other, as opposed to in separation from each other? Feel into their desire to work together. Feel into how much access you have to each of these areas and to both of these areas together with just one breath. Tonight we're going to be speaking about pain and how we can create a new relationship with pain. And to do so successfully, we need to bring strength and power. And we also need to bring love, compassion, and empathy. Preferably, we bring them both together. Okay, just take a few more breaths on your own. If you want, you can fold your hands back in your lap or leave them where they are. Just begin to come back into the room if you've left. Come back into your body if you've left. Begin to wiggle your fingers and toes. And at your pace, begin to blink your eyes open. If you want to roll your shoulders back, do so. If you want to crack your neck because it makes cool sounds, do so. Whatever you need. All right, gang. As I said earlier, welcome to Uncivilized Unplugged. My name is Trevor Bohm. I'm the host. By a week before my 39th birthday, I had lost an unborn child, my marriage, a business, my house, and even my dog, Lucas. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Now, I can say that four years later. I can say that because this series of events forced me to ask and answer three questions that I just never had to answer before. The first was, who am I? Kind of a light question. The second was, who am I as a man? It was a juicy one. And the third one was, now what do I do with all of this pain? It was like having a roommate that I hadn't invited in. And this person was now living on my couch, eating my food, and generally fucking me whenever it wanted to, and I wasn't consenting. I had to come to terms with this relationship that, hey, I wasn't just going to get this person to leave or get this thing out of my life. So I began a, a series of studies and introspections and curiosities, which I'm going to share, you, share with you tonight. And it was no less than a year later that the core idea that I chose for my TED Talk was this. Pain is the greatest teacher that none of us want to follow. I'll say it again. Pain is the greatest teacher that none of us want to follow. And so that's what we're talking about tonight. 
So for those of you that don't know me and for those of you who are listening on the outside, as I said earlier, this is going to be recorded and uploaded. <clears throat> My name is Trevor Bohm. I'm the founder of the Uncivilized Movement, Man Uncivilized the Course, and the Uncivilized Nation. And my personal mission is to change the way 1 million revolutionary men express the new paradigm, my new paradigm of masculinity, the uncivilized paradigm that incorporates both the primal and the divine. And I am interested in a celebration of all that I think is still amazing about traditional masculinity, and I think there's a lot. And you're going to hear this a lot, yes, and infusing what traditional masculinity is so desperate for. And that's a massive amount of consciousness, emotional intelligence, integrity, responsibility, boundaries, and a whole bunch of other shit that's, that's not in there, which is why the world's in the state that it's in, but I won't get on the soapbox. So this is about being able to change a tire and hold space in a difficult situation. It's about teaching men how to fight, feed, fuck, and feel the terrifying one. If you're interested in learning more about me and my programs, please go to www.manuncivilized.com or you can find me on Instagram where I kind of spend a lot of time at Traver Bohm, T-R-A-V-E-R-B-O-E-H-M. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but also because this thing's now a legit podcast, please go to iTunes and if you got something out of this, maybe give the highest rating and say that this saved your life and this was absolutely amazing. That would be great. Thank you. Now the frame, for those of you who are new to Unplugged, usually I have a guest on and the frame I tell the guest is, I just want it to feel like two people are hanging out in my living room and we're having an open dialogue. But tonight it's just me. And that being said, I wanna keep the same frame. We're gonna be talking about some stuff tonight that's hard. And yet I'm gonna do my best to keep it light while also giving you an entirely new perspective on what we're talking about, which is heartbreak, disappointment, betrayal, all the beautiful human things that fall under the category of pain. And let me also add, just to be responsible, that if you are in a position listening to this and you think that doing this work, unearthing this pain, or even listening to this, is going to inspire you to hurt yourself, or possibly to take your own life, please contact the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Again, 1-800-273-8255. All right, let's dive in. In 2016, uh, I got introduced to an amazing man named Ernest. Ernest was my hospice patient. Ernest, when I met him, the day I met him, actually, I thought Ernest was going to die in about 24 hours. He, was, he had cirrhosis. He had um, COPD. He had emphysema. He had all kinds of scoliosis, so he was all buckled over. And I was doing a year-long program called the Year to Live program. And this Ernest lived in New Mexico. I had come from California. And Ernest wasn't a dumb guy. And I remember him stopping me one day. He was in his wheelchair. And he just stopped and looked at me and said, what are you doing here? And I was like, Ernest, I'm here to help you cook. I'm here. And he's like, no, 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 don't give me that fucking hospice line bullshit. What are you doing here in New Mexico? Not at home, not with a business, not raising a family. Like, what are you doing here? And the honesty with which he asked the question 
disarmed me. I was like, oh, you know what? I'll just give you an honest answer. And I said, Ernest, I am running. I am running from all of the pain of my life falling apart. And he sat for a second and he rubbed his chin. And I'll never forget this. He looked at me and said, you can never outrun pain. And then he pointed to his body and said, this is what happens when you try. Wow. This was not an, this was a guy in his late seventies, right? Wheelchair bound, not a good relationship with his family, clearly a history of alcohol, clearly a history of smoking. And I didn't know that at the time. I think at 39, I was like, I can fucking outrun anything. Like I'm going to outrun anything, but you can't, when it comes to pain, we can't outrun it. And I, I want that to be the first kind of drop here tonight. You can't out drink it. You can't out smoke it. You can't out fuck it. You can't bypass it. Trust me. I've tried to do all of those and it just waits, right? It just waits. Pain is like the cat sitting in the corner waiting for a mouse to come out. It's just like, I got years. Like you're just it's cool. Go ahead. Keep doing your thing. Like I'm just going to sit here. And by the way, while I'm here, I'm going to fuck up all your relationships. I'm going to fuck up your job. I'm going to give you stomach cancer. I'm going to do all this great stuff for you. So go ahead. Keep drinking, smoking, fucking doing all the things. Right? It's not hard for us to look out in society and go, what happens when we ignore pain? Right? I started a men's movement because when I looked at the male landscape, I saw an epidemic of unexpressed pain. But what happens? We know this, right? We have intimacy issues and relationships lead to divorce. We have, we have alcoholism. We have drug use. We have it all. It's everywhere we see. And here's the thing about pain too. What we ignore, what we numb, it comes out sideways, right? Anybody seen in a driveway? Like I love this analogy. You take a brand new, freshly paved driveway and there's like one weed sticking up in the tiniest, tiniest crack. That's what pain does. It goes, oh, look at this, a tiny little crack in your relationship. Whoop, let me try to wiggle my way up here. And oh, what do you know? Hmm, now you guys are fighting. Oh. You have a tendency to crack a beer when you come home. Whoop. Oh, hmm. let's do that. So you're, you're, you can't hide from it and it's not going anywhere. So here's the first action step. I'm going to give you three steps tonight. Number one, stop running, stop numbing, embrace 20 seconds of courage. Step one, stop fucking running. Like, I don't like running, period. I said I was good at it, but like the act of running, just stop. Like, let's just get rid of running, period. Maybe we just take it off like the athletics landscape too. Stop numbing. What Ernest said was right. Pain will wait. So here's the thing we have to do. We have to take a breath and go, okay, what am I doing when I get uncomfortable? What do I reach for? Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Is it porn? Is it pot? Is it alcohol? Is it cocaine? Is it sex? Is it online shopping? What do I, what do I grab for? And don't grab. Is it a story we tell ourselves in our head? 
Is it a fantasy? Do we bypass it? Do we say things like, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to me the day it's happening? First, we just stop and take a breath. And if you know you're going to engage in this, if you're listening to me and this is what you're going to do, please set up a support system in advance. If you're like, you know what? Uh, a number of you watching have gone through the Intoxicate course, right? Where I've worked, Courtney McNabb and I have worked a number of people through get rid of your whatever you're numbing with and let's go on an adventure. But that course is set up with a container of teammates, accountability partners, a platform to express your pain and fear, and two coaches. So when I made the personal decision, okay, going to get into this whole pain thing, going to quit smoking dope, going to quit drinking, going to quit looking at porn, going to actually sit in my own shit. I had a, a therapist on speed dial, a good group of guy friends, a men's group, like all this stuff because I knew I couldn't do it on my own. I didn't think I could do it on, nor did I really want to. Right? I wanted to make sure that when I got to each step of the way and there was an opportunity to squirt out sideways, if I was like walking down a long hallway and the end of the hallway was the goal, like every five feet there was another door, I wanted one of my buddies to be like, don't touch the door. Or the therapist to be like, are you sure you want to touch the door? How does that make you feel? Set this stuff up. So set up a support system. And then stop. Feel what's underneath the pain. The pain is like your oil light going off in your car. What do most of us do? Take a piece of black tape, whoop, put it over the oil light and be like, woohoo, good to go. Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Stop and feel it. And so for people on the call, especially that look like me, it's okay to cry. Give yourself permission to cry. I spent like, I've written about it publicly, like a year on my bathroom floor during my divorce. Like every night, it was like, like something I could feel it like two miles away. Like, uh-oh, it's coming. I think in like 10 minutes and I'd be like, okie dokie then. And like go right to the bathroom floor and just fuck it, cry it out. Didn't matter. No judgment. Don't be afraid of crying. It sucks. It's not fun. There's like snot in your face. It's embarrassing. You make weird faces. It won't kill you. Right? Not my favorite thing to do on a Saturday night, but it won't kill you. I think especially guys listening to this, like when maybe I think men are afraid that crying will kill us. I don't know, maybe. Or we're so ashamed of the fact that we're doing it that that's even worse. But to me, crying is no different than peeing. We don't tell people like, oh my God, I can't believe you peed last week. It's super problematic, uh, especially with boys. So, be willing to stop and feel it. Be willing to stop and feel it. And this is where you get to actually be proactive and create a massive amount of space for self-compassion and empathy for you. Right? I would almost try to remove myself and look at the guy on the bathroom floor like, man, what would I do if that was my buddy? What would I do if that was my friend? Would I be like, what a pussy? No. Like, oh my God, I feel for that guy. I feel for what he's going through. 
So say those words to yourself. Like, I feel what you're going through. I'm so sorry, but this is what, what we're going through. It's a really great opportunity for you to say the single greatest sentence in the English language that should be translated to, I've got you. So sit there, hold yourself, let, let the snot go and be like, I got you. We're good. The dude on the fucking podcast said this won't kill us. We're going to give it a try and give it a try. Let's see what happens. And when you do that enough, here's what the real opportunity comes. You get to create a dialogue with it. You can actually speak to your pain. You're going to in a second. I'm going to ask you a question that you're going to spend two minutes journaling. But first, there's a story about the Buddha. And the Buddha, when he was traveling, there was a, a deity or an evil spirit named Mara. And for a while, the Buddha would try to squirt away from Mara and finally said, you know what, enough of this, and began to invite Mara into his home. I would say, Mara, please come in, have a cup of tea. You are now my guest. And when he did that, Mara stopped chasing him. I think we all, we all know, right? We know as humans, what do we need? We need to be seen. We need to be heard. We need to be acknowledged. We need to be loved. This isn't like rocket science. I view our pain as exactly the same way. It needs to be seen. It needs to be acknowledged. On some level, it may even need to be appreciated. And it's very, very, very dialogable. So, here is something that I'm going to ask you to do in the next two minutes. We won't have to, ha no one's going to have to share this publicly. And if you want to dive into this question over and over and over, or for a longer period of time, do that. And it's to answer this question. If my pain could lovingly speak to me today, it would say. And I added the lovingly in because some people were like, my pain called me an asshole. Nope. That's your ego or your parental voice or, or your inner critic. When I stopped and asked my pain, what the fuck do you want from me? I literally heard in my ear, I want you to stop running from me and I want you to start using me. I am the greatest single fuel source you've ever known and you've never known. So guys, take a minute right now, pen in hand, unless you're driving. If my pain could lovingly speak to me today, what would it want you to know? For those of you following along at home, we'll be back in two minutes. Go.
another 30 seconds or so. Okay, just begin to wrap up. You can always come back to this. I recommend you come back to this, especially if you're going through something acutely. You're like, oh man, what can I learn from this, right? So that was number one. Stop running, stop numbing, embrace 20 seconds of courage. Number two, reframe and get curious. And so we do that. Everything in my life, I believe, is reframable or frameable. And we, we have to dance on the line here of bypass. So as I said earlier, I'm not a big fan of people who say, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to me when they're going through it. Because you don't know, right? You have to go through the anger, the anguish. You have to go through the five stages of grief. And then afterwards, you get to make the decision if this was the best thing that ever happened to you. So just know that. But it can be reframed, right? It can be reframed as a lesson. And so one of the best things or best ways to start doing that that I know is to start asking better questions. Right? What's the easiest thing to do when, it, when something traumatic happens? Why did this happen to me? Why me? This sucks. What if we replaced why did this happen to me with what could be great about this? And I'll tell you the first time someone asked me that question, I literally wanted to punch them in the face. I was like, you know what's great about this? Fucking nothing. Thanks for the question, though. And then I, I sat and thought about it. And um, God, this was asked to me, actually. This was about a 24-hour period. It was asked to me at night. And the next day, I was on a stage in Los Angeles working with a man named Jean-Louis Rodri. John, you, you probably worked with him. And he is a movement coach to the stars. And he's this extraordinarily flamboyant man who's a genius at theater. And he had me go through the first iteration of my uh, TED Talk at the time. And he's like, hmm, actually, I now want you to do it as a horse. And I was like, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about, bro. And uh, he had me, first, actually, first he had me do it. I had to sing it as opera. And um, there's a reason why I don't sing professionally or at all. And I was like, all righty, and tried it. And then after he's like, stop, stop, stop. I want you to do it as a horse. And I was like, how do horses give talks? And he's like, I want you to fling your mane around and prance around the stage. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, thank God my friends aren't here. And I'm about to start doing it. And he goes, ah, horses don't wear shirts. I was like, oh my God, what on earth is going on? He's like, by the way, I want there to be nothing between you and your audience anyway. So I gave a TED talk shirtless as a horse and afterwards i was sitting in my car and i was still this is in the middle of a separate my marital separation i remember the question from the night before what could be great about this and i went man i just had one of the most unique human experiences of my life in the midst of the worst experience of my life Maybe there is some, some, some greatness coming out of this. Or maybe I can even just acknowledge that there's a tiny little seed that this isn't all just hell on earth. And that's where we pull in 
the second part, a yes and. I didn't know yes and until going through that shit storm. Yes and is something that improv teaches where it's yes and dot, dot, dot. As opposed to A or B, it's A and B. A and B can live together. Yes, I can be going through the worst shit storm of my life and be crying on the bathroom floor and laugh my ass off the same day at this guy who made me dance around shirtless. If you can hold space for opposites, working with pain will be a lot easier because it, the way I was before was it's black or white. I'm either in pain or I'm not in pain. Go F yourself if you think it's different. And then suddenly it was, I'm in pain, but I can also laugh at this movie. That's crazy. How does this work? How can I laugh in the midst of hell? And what, just so we know, what you can laugh through, you can live through. Hmm. Okay. What if I reframed this as a really shitty chapter of my life in which I'm going to learn a lot, which I'm also going to grow a lot. I'm going to have a lot of really amazing experiences. I'm going to meet a lot of new people. Hmm. That's a whole different frame than this is just hell. I hope I die. Everything sucks. Boo hoo hoo. So choose your frame. Right? Ask yourself, what do you want to get out of this? What could you get out of this? One of my favorite exercises to do, and I actually did this, I think about two months into that situation, was I asked myself, what if me from five years ago, or sorry, five years from now, could come in the room, sit down with current me, and be like, bro, this sucks right now, but it is going to be the greatest thing you've ever gone through. Like, trust me, your life's going to have this, 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 and this. And I, and I actually shot a video, which I hope no one ever finds, of me talking to me about all the cool shit that was going to happen once I got through this period if I used this period to my advantage. I was like, if you bypass it, you're going to be down here. If you let it mold you, let it open you, let it change you, if you use it as fuel, it can be these things. And that video is terrifying to me now because so much of it has come true. You're going to write a book. You're going to speak on stages. You're going to start a movement. None of which was on the table at the time. So ask yourself that same question. What if future you could come put lovingly, put their arm around you and say, hey, guess what? Shit's about to get real. You just got to live through this. And you've just got to use it to your advantage. I don't want you guys to do that now, but please take a note. And for those of you listening, when you get off the call and you can do this, even if you're not in the middle of a divorce, in the middle of someone dying, in the middle of you know, leg cancer or whatever it is, you can do this with any period of your life. And I actually highly recommend that you do it. And if shooting a video is too confronting, because for a lot of people it is, you can just shoot a voice note. Or like record a voice note. I do this all the time. It's a whole other chapter of stuff that we can talk about. But record you talking to you saying, hey, you're going to get through this. It's like sober you talking to drunk you being like, I, don't worry, I took the keys and I hid them. So have the conversation where you actually support yourself. It goes back to what I said earlier of who's got you. Oh, I've got you. 
So start putting these pieces in place to support yourself, right? What's one of the worst things about being in pain? It feels so lonely, right? Or we're burdening people by telling them so we don't. We just eat it ourselves. I can't tell you how many people said, I didn't want to call you. I didn't want to be a burden. Like, oh, for fuck's sake, please have called. And I remember going through my own situation and actually having someone say like, I'm going to bring you food. And I was like, no, I don't want to be a burden. And they were just like, shut up. I'm bringing food to your house. I'm putting a plate of tacos on your, on your stairway and we're leaving. I was like, okay, thank you so much. I'm so hungry. So be willing to accept that from you. Be willing to accept that from you and from the outside world. So I want you guys to do that. And if you wouldn't mind, take a screenshot of just your face, throw it up on, on social media and tag uncivilized because I want this mentality getting out there. There's too much unexpressed pain in the world and, and we're seeing what happened or what happens um, when that does exist. I'm in Denver right now. I don't know if you guys followed what happened this week in Denver. It was the 20th anniversary of Columbine, of the shooting. And all of Denver, or the area schools were closed yesterday because a woman flew from Florida to Denver and went and bought a shotgun and said she was going to go shoot up a school. When I hear that, a couple of bells go off in my brain. I know this is a tangent. One is awesome that she can just go buy a shotgun and then without fucking background, any, anything, you can just have it the next day. Why not just give people guns? And two, and I own guns. Uh, that to me is a pain issue. Sure, it's a mental health issue. Sure, there's a lot to it. But that to me is unexpressed pain. So stop running, stop numbing, embrace some courage. Number two, reframe and get curious. Let's talk about that word for just a second before moving on. Curiosity. What if? Right? A big part of my job as a coach is challenging my clients with that question. What if? What if your book is a New York Times bestseller? You okay with that? Oh, you just pooped in your pants a little bit? Oh, wow. Mm, good. What if this relationship ending is setting you up for the greatest relationship you've ever had? What if this disease is going to change the way you view health? And five years from now, you'll be climbing mountains. Right? Get curious. Curiosity cures so much. Okay, part three. Get your ass to work. Building your vision. Building whatever it is that you see for your life. I'm going to put a little, ass, or a little dash by that and say, Fight hurt. Don't wait till you're healed. I'm going to read you guys a chapter from my soon-to-be published book called Fight Hurt, right? For those of you guys in uh, Man Uncivilized, you know this is the 12th ethos. So number 12, fight hurt. Five weeks before my first professional fight, I got a compression fracture in my neck at C6. Some jackass broke my neck. I remember my orthopedist saying, if you fight, you're risking paralysis from the neck down. I highly recommend you reconsider. I looked him right in the eye and replied, I'm fighting, so I need the feeling back in my hands. Help me with that and I'll take care of the rest. He threw his hands in the air, walked out of the examination room and wrote me a prescription for physical therapy. 
Five weeks later, I had my arm raised in a split decision after going to war for three straight rounds. I did end up in the ER after that fight, but only to get my face stitched up. And I walked there. Six weeks before my last professional fight, a guy in jiu-jitsu class got upset that I was beating him and pulled a move we're not allowed to do in training due to the danger level, and he tore my left ACL. I spent the next two days lying on a couch in, in agonizing pain and needing the support of the wall, that was fun, to walk to the bathroom. Then I put myself through daily acupuncture treatments and a strict regimen of training that didn't aggravate my leg. Six weeks later, again, my arm was raised after I choked the shit out of my opponent in the first round. I'm used to fighting hurt. I'm used to training hurt. I'm used to being hurt and still moving forward. You need to be too. The final tenet of the uncivilized ethos is fight hurt, and I'm not advocating you risk your life. My decisions were mine, and as I type this, as I was typing it, I still got numb fingers and spasm in my neck, but I'm still writing. The world is going to knock you down over and over again. You're going to get your heart broken. You're going to get sick. You're going to get betrayed by people close to you. These hurts and many more like them are called givens. Givens. So your mission, your vision has to be bigger than the pain. It has to be more important than how you've been injured. You've got to be willing to say, yes, I'm hurt. It sucks. And I'll set my course to healing. But right now, I'm still fighting. I won't quit. I won't back down. I won't give up. I'll fight hurt. Civilized men quit. Civilized men back down in the face of pain. Civilized men give up when life punches back. We don't. You won't. So keep fighting, hurt or not. You got to fight hurt. Right? No one is coming up. No one is coming to save us. Sorry. I, hate, I, wish, I wish it was different, but it's not. Right? So this is when we get to say, get your ass to work building your vision. This is when you tap into the pain. And this is when you go, okay, I'm going to change my relationship with it. I'm going to change my relationship to it. I'm going to start to look at it as fuel. Bad shit happened today? Good. Get to fucking work. Let it actually drive you. But to do that, it takes movement. It takes action. Action is the antidote to fear. We know this. I think it's also an opiate. Right? You're in pain. Get your ass up and start moving. I built the entire year to live project, that 12 month adventure in the, in the depths of divorce hell. And every day when I had something to do on that project, make a phone call, design a route, figure out where I was going to go, find people to live with. I wasn't in pain and I built something extraordinary. Think of how much stuff in the world, you guys, how much art, how many great books, how much stuff has been born out of pain? And yet, how many people do we know who have been leveled and demol and just had their, their spirits crushed? And, it's, and I'm not saying that with a lack of empathy. Like I, I truly, truly empathize with people in pain. I worked in a pain clinic as an acupuncturist. I saw what it did to people. And yet tried to just get them to think, what can you do with this? 
And so if you have a question about, wait a minute, what's this thing you just talked about building my unique vision? Get curious about what is the reality you want to be waking up into when this is done, right? Divorces don't last forever. They seem to. They're expensive. $150 emails. Thank you to my attorney. But they don't last forever, right? Bones heal. I get it. People pass away and that's, we carry that for our life. But it's also our responsibility to get up. As my friend Eric says, get up. Right? So get your ass to work building exactly the life that you want to live. We've talked about this over and over. It's, the, it's a, the age of social media. You can reach out to anyone who's living the way you want to live. I get, it, I get questions every day. And I'm throwing three workshops this year with people who I personally reached out to on Instagram. It's like, I love your shit. You want to do a workshop? Why not? Right? If you're getting divorced, build a new life. If you have an accident that changes your identity, build the identity you want. If someone in your life passes away and it's hard, build a new community. There are no fucking rules. Not in 2019. I get to identify as someone who builds whatever the fuck I want. Cheers. So ask yourself, where do you want to live? Who do you want to be? What do you want to be doing with yourself? What is this unique expression that you want to put out into the world? And if you're already in pain, get after it because it's not going to get any worse. Tell yourself that. Like, it's not going to get worse than this. I was like, what if people hate my book? What are they going to do? Divorce me? Nope. Think about that. You are not responsible for what happened to you. I don't buy that in the spiritual community. I didn't call in, you don't call in car accidents in my opinion or divorces. Sure, I, we all play a role in our own, in our lives. We're not responsible 100% for what happens to us. Like if this roof falls, I'm not gonna be like, oh, it was meant to be. Best thing that ever happened to me. But I am gonna say, okay, cool. I'm gonna pick myself up, dust myself off, and then figure out and be 100% responsible for what I do with it. You know, the best goddamn roofing company in the world in a year. Something, right? We're, we're responsible for this. And I say with this asterisk, here's the caveat. Pain is the greatest fuel source on the planet. And it burns super hot. And it will burn you up. It's like jet fuel and we're all Jettas. Like, cool, zero to 60 and 2.2, but then it's going to burn you out. So at some point, once the trauma's over and we have recovered, because we're doing part of, the, part of the using pain process is also to heal. And I'm not like running out and getting remarried and then like cheating on people so that I get divorced. I'm like, sweet, new book. <laughs> new adventure. Yay. Nope. Please don't do that. Uh, yeah, don't do that at all. But we need to switch fuel sources. And that's when the vision comes in. 
right? That's when having clarity of the vision comes in. I am not in pain right now. My life is absolutely amazing. It's better than it ever was when I was married. And I'll tell you, it is definitely better than the year I spent on the bathroom floor crying. And yet because I have a clear vision, because that vision serving people, I wake up every fucking day, pardon my French, with a heart on. On one side it says on, on the other side it says civilized. And I know exactly what I'm supposed to do every day. And that drive is even more powerful than surviving a painful trauma was. Because now it has love mixed in with it. Now it's not just balls and guts trying to get through this. It's actually got my heart in it. And so get there. When you create a vision for your life, make space for your heart for it. Let that come through. Let there be love back in it. People ask, what happened? What do you replace pain with for fuel? Like love. I know it sounds cliche. I know I'm a dude with cauliflower ears talking about love but it works. And if not love for you, love for the people you're helping and love for you. So let's make a pact not to get dependent on pain. I actually have seen this where people don't heal from trauma or they're terrified to heal from trauma. I know this for writers. Like, well, what happens if I have a really good life? You have to figure out another, another muse. So let it run its course. Enjoy your beautiful life. Learn to fall in love with the world again. It's a magical place. And hang out for a little while. And some pain's probably going to come back. Not to be a pessimist, but sometimes it just seems to find its way in. Come on in, Mara. Have some fucking tea. <laughs> Let's chat. I got a really powerful question for you. All right, gang. So to recap, stop running. Stop numbing. Grab a hold of 20 seconds of courage. Get some support when you do it. Get some professional help. Guys listening to this, please let's take the stigma off of therapy. I went to therapy. God bless that man. I'm actually going to try to have him on as a guest. Uh, still gone to therapy. Like if you're human, you, should, you need to go to therapy. It's like you get a mom, a dad, and a therapist. That should be like the, like at birth, like, oh, here's your birth certificate and your therapist. Just go. It's all good. It's, it's not weak. It's, it's amazing. Go, please. Reframe, get curious. Start asking better questions. What could be great about this? What could be interesting about this? How could this be growing me and changing me? Yes, ending it. Yeah, it sucks. And I'm going to fucking use it. And then lastly, get your ass to work building your unique vision for your life unapologetically. You want to be a ballet dancer? Go be a ballet dancer. You want to be a painter? Be a painter. Singer? Be a singer. You want to start a men's movement? Start a men's movement. You want to write a book? Write a book. Unapologetically. You do this and the world is yours, I promise. You do this and negative experiences, they just become stories. It comes stories in your arsenal. My speaking coach says it all the time. I'll call her and be like, you're never going to believe what happened. She's like, congratulations. You just got a good story. Absolutely. Don't do this. And you guys know the outcome. 
We see it. It's too easy to pick up a bottle. It's too easy to just crack open social media and numb out. It's too easy to hide behind our dreams. It's too easy to hide behind that wall of pain. And I get it. You may need to take a week or two and rest. You may need to take six months and rest. It's okay. It's okay to sit still. I didn't wake up the next morning after my ex left and was like, okie dokie then. Let's start building some shit. No, no, no. Don't, I don't want to be real clear about that. But I knew I wanted to use it. So be brave, guys. Have the courage. Have the compassion, please. Have the empathy. Get up every single day. Look in the mirror and start your day with, I got you. No matter what happens today, no matter how bad it gets, I got you. You want to squeak a little I love you in there too? That's okay. Sometimes that freaks people out. I got you. I love you. Doing great. Let's get after it. All right. Good work, you guys. I appreciate you hanging with me. So do make that recording when you get off. And for anybody who's interested in going through the Man on Civilized program, I also have a group program coming out soon called Intoxicate. We're doing another round in May. It's a doozy. Courtney's a kick-ass coach. We're going to take you on a journey. And I right now have, as of right now, have one open coaching spot for one-on-one coaching. So if you're interested, contact me. It's Traver, T-R-A-V-E-R, at TraverBohm.com or go to www.manuncivilized.com. Or you can find me on Instagram. I have a small Instagram problem. At TraverBohm, T-R-A-V-E-R-B-O-E-H-M. And lastly, if you guys could pretty, pretty please go to iTunes, leave a review. Someone left me a, a one-star review and I'm, I'm not outing them because I don't know who it is, but I may also hope that they step in dog poo with bare feet just once and go, ah, 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 karma's real. Thank you guys immensely for coming on, for your time, for your attention. I know that you gave up an hour of your lives and it means the world to me. This doesn't exist without you guys. My work doesn't exist without all of you. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Please be, be good to yourselves, be kind to yourselves. And if you are in pain and you're, you need help, please reach out for it, all right? Go be uncivilized. Cheers, guys. Happy Thursday.